0: itself was, was the A-line. But the morning, the first morning I was in Yisrael, I met a friend of mine who I haven't seen in a while. He lives in Orlando. I haven't seen him in a good few years. He happened to have been in Ertz also for the Maryach Hikala. So to asked him what are you doing? So he told me he's he's going downtown the next day. So I said, okay, he said, call me. I said, I want to come down with you. So I said, I went down, I went down. He, he gave some money, he gave some, I don't know how much money, I don't know how much you have to give to do this, but he gave some sort of money to Zaka. And because of that, Zaka, is a guy simply grain so, hey, is Greenman from Bnei Brak. A lot of famous in Brak. from Meshwacha. And he's one, one of the Greenman kids and he's been in Zaka for close to 30 years already. He's been on Zaka. Mamash since he a kid, he was involved in this. Since he a teenager, he's, he's been involved in Zaka and helping on Zaka. So he, he took us, it was him, three other people, who in the car, four or five people. And there was like, also a few French people that came along, also some, you know, and they weren't really part of a group, part of a group, and we went Mamash dance house. The whole area over there was going closed off. You can't get in, the, the, you know, the army blocked off the whole area down south. It's dangerous Tom, to be there, it's dangerous to be there. It's blocked off and he can't get in because of Zaka. So, you know, when you come the Zaka, they let you right in. We were able to go right in, and this guy great my nose. He told me he's been there every single day since October 7th, he hasn't missed a day. He's been there every single day, back and forth in Gaza. Ramish, Ramish right over there. So he took us, he took us all the way down south. And Ramish went into, into the two places, we went to Kfar Aza and Beiri, which are the two villages, the two kibbutzim that got hit. Ramish the worst. The worst out of the whole massacre, we what we saw. Here's the place where the fence was breached, still breached, and you can see where it's breached. You see, you look out, you see. I'm not talking about from a very far distance. You see, Hamas, Gaza. You see smoke rising over Gaza. The whole time we were there, the smoke rising over Gaza. This black, big pillars of smoke, rising over Gaza. And they told us when we got there, they said, you know, we have to wear like a you know a vest and a helmet. So when we got there, they said, I don't know exactly this. Like, I don't think i out the car, I this until we were most, like, very close. He said, by the way, letting you know there's not enough time for sirens to go off, which means if they shoot rockets in, which they're doing regularly, there's not enough time for a siren to go off. So you basically, they're just going to scream at a loudspeaker, which means like, you know, it's a red alert, and just everybody get down on the floor. Everybody lie on the floor, put your hands in the top of your head, and for the best. Mom is like, we got out of the car. We got out of the car, we put in the thingies, and like five seconds later, it's a terrible, terrible. Like everybody, the the guy that were, the guy that was driving us, is a big weight, moms a big yeah. weight. He works for Zach. This is his way of coping with what he's seen over the past few months. And it's not making jokes, but like he's, he put the vest on, he said, okay, put it on so when you die, I can carry you out. It's not making like very, very inappropriate jokes the whole time. It's, it's his way of coping with these. The jokes he was making, I couldn't stop laughing for as much So the other one thought that he made the it, so it's Don't know. Like it was that, it was that, it was, that, it was, that it was that comical. Like, most the second we got there, like right away, there was one. I not thought that he made it. The one of them showed it on the phone, that they're just talking, like, you know, they have an app on the phone, you can see when there's a red alert. Like, no, no there's a red alert in Khwaraza right now. I, didn't, I haven't, I't heard the wreck of golf. I don't know, weird hit or whatever it was, but. I thought I should go I'm lying there on the floor, and you don't saying you don't know Shrek, Look at it. You don't know where you are. Your you is sitting there, not very far away from. I'm saying to just like lying on the floor, and you just be waiting for uh, the Russian to, you know, to, to send the rocket to wherever it needs to go to." That's the only one that happened when we were there. It's the only time it happened. But you hear the whole time you hear it, the first time we heard it, you all jump. You hear a boom. Your mom like every few seconds you hear like a boom, and that's the Israelis sending rockets into Gaza. So they don't send them from in Gaza, which means the soldiers in Gaza, the soldiers are radioing back to the people outside of Gaza, and they're shooting rockets into everything to shoot them. So every couple of seconds, or you know, a few minutes, you hear like a boom. And that's the Israelis, mom, shooting rockets, in. I'm just, like mom is, you in the thick of the action. But the city, the, the, the kibbutz of of, uh, of Kfaraz is empty. There's no, there's nobody there, nobody lives there anymore. The whole thing's been cleared. so I think it's over 400 houses that are there. It's a pellet to see. It's, it's the reason why I felt it was so kadai for me to see. I didn't really know what I was going there, Even Even I was with this guy that I met, this guy mayor that, <coughs> that, that brought me down there. We didn't know exactly what we are going for. I don't know. Like to visit soldiers, to Machazik them, to Menachem it's understandable what the Indian is. I you know, Pikachalim, and Menachem, to be Menachem but that's, that's clear. I wasn't sure what we were going to see. Like, we're putting ourselves in the matzo. It's like, kind of Like, I wasn't sure the tail is of it on the way down. Once I went there, it changed my, changed my perspective tremendously on the whole Indian. You go down to a place and you know, we talk about hostages. Right? So we talk about the number 200, 240, 250. These are numbers, the numbers that are thrown out. You know, like they were saying, you know, when there were three boys that were kidnapped, the whole, the whole earth is the whole world is going to sugar. When Nachshan Waxman was kidnapped, the whole world is going to sugar. Here you're talking about over 200 people that are sitting hostages, and the number is too, it's too overwhelming to be able to, to experience, to be able to, to fathom the number 200. I've said before that, you know, the, the, i said this here or somewhere else, but, you know, by Lao. One who survived, you know, by the, chief Redder, the former chief rabbi of Israel? He said that the biggest disservice you can do to the Holocaust is use the number six million. Because he said the number six million is, is you can't fathom six million. He said the greatest way that you can have any zakarin, any shaykhist, to having, to feeling any terror of the Holocaust, talk about one yid, talk about one city, talk about one shul, talk about one rav, talk about one. We talk about individuals, then a shaykh to fathom. Okay, so now I'm talking about one person, then I can say one person, imagine five people, and ten people, and a hundred. Then you can slowly, but if you do six million, it's impossible to get from six million. You can't. We, we don't have. We don't have the ability to be able to experience something like six million. So that's the question I try. The best way to do it is you have to focus, much on the freedom. focus in the and be able to, you're able to experience the six million. I, I was I was the Dubai. There, I found, I found recently that there's a book on my grandfather's town. My grandfather, my grandfather was in the same town as Abaylai. He grew up in a town called gov where Mayor Shapiro was the rough day. was, he was the, he was the Rav or like the main Rav of that city, a lot of schools in the city. But he was the main; it was a big city. He was the main Rav of the city, and then after he went to Chachmei Lublin, so Rav was the chief Rav, his father, he took over, and he was the he was the Rav over there in that city. That's where he was uh, he was taken he was taken away from. But uh, there's a book they put out. All the survivors put out a book. It came together, and they put out a book. It's called The Tale of One City, where they where they write about Pietschikov. For me, it was so, it brought the whole thing into life because now I'm reading about my grandfather's city and reading about the machalikas that took place between this shul and this shul and reading about the politics that were taking place between the Zionists and the Frum. And you read about people that were living and you read about this story and this story. It's not just a city that was wiped out. Now you understand that there were people there and there was a whole, there was a life that went on in that Makkah. i mean, you're able to understand there's something here. It's not Stam like six million, it's not some town. It's not the Zichidim that lived in the town. And every person that was injured, every person that was killed, every person that was taken to the camps is, is another person, another, uh, is another nefesh. And I went down to this place, like, it's the same thing. You walk into the house, there's another, this guy, a granderman who took us there, knows house by house what happened. He had to sign off in every, which means the, every house has spray paint on it outside, which says like, the zakat, you know, the zakat, and then it has, like, a sticker on it that says, like, you know, it's clean. And the it has been totally, you know, wiped clean of any, any remains of so any people. But he was the one that signs off on every, every, every house. So he knows exactly in every single house what happened in the house. We walk into the house and he able to see, he's like, here's, the, here's where the grenade fell. You see like, a, there's a hole in the floor. He said, look around this. I don't, I don't know this, but grenades have within it tons of like little like. Uh, Trapnel. like Trapnel. Huh? Trapnel. Trapnel. So when it, when it falls, it shoots all over. So he said, look over here's in the floor. they look all around the room. You see holes all over the thingy that now there's a big hole in the couch. Why is there a big hole in the couch? Because the girl was sitting on the couch. The, the, the girl was sitting on the couch and they had to rip out the, any blood that's there they have to bury. They have to rip. The guy told me, he said, he said um, it wasn't him, that was told, someone else has told me, he said, some of the people that were here they have to bury their clothing because their clothing are blood in it also. So the clothing that's going to have to bury their clothing. Everything. Anything that gets any little blood in it. So. And then he said, okay, then you walk a little further and here's the room. He said, here's where the guy was sitting. And he able to see the bed. He had to take apart the pieces of the bed. Every single house that went into, he knew how much the story that went on. Here's where they held this. And it's a pacha to see. Besides for again, we will know the stories. And and it wasn't it wasn't gory bichla, which means there was nothing there was nothing to see. It's empty houses. It's burnt down houses. A lot of it the you know the 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 Arabs in they burnt down a lot of the houses. when people were in there to try to get people out. They spoke to people out of the rooms. He showed us like one of the houses they we went into was a tire inside of the house. What's a tire doing inside of the house? He said that they went into the safe room and they were holding themselves in the safe room. The Arabs couldn't get them out. So they took a tire and they lit it on fire. The smoke goes into the safe room until they were forced to come out and they take them hostage. Imamash in every single house able to see the destruction that went on. But, but aside from seeing the destruction, you are able to see that these were people. And that's what we all kept saying. As you go house to house, you're able to see that these were people. And most of them, all of them are fry. A few of them had resistors, but come on, all of them are fry. You see a sukkah that's still up. You see a newspaper on the table. You see dishes. You see food. You see toys. We went up to one of the houses where there's that was one of the girls that's taken hostage. The three-year-old the whole family was killed. She hid under one of the beds. The whole family was in the, was in the room. She was in which room she hid under the beds. I saw the bed that she hid under. You know, it's one of those pull-out Israeli beds. She ran out after the, after the when terrorists left. She ran out and then she was she was taken out know, she was captured by the by the terrorists. you know as she was walking down the street someone else pulled her in and then she was captured but you, you see a person like that so here it's a name right it's 240 people many can have a name of the name i don't remember the name of the girls the name of the girl It's the name of a girl but that makes it a little bit more realistic but when you walk into the house and you see that she has shoes that are sitting there you see that she has toys you see that she has books and you see that she has she it's a regular person you watched one one of the we saw one of the doors in my mouth like the safe room is, you know, has like Disney princesses that like the, the kids painted it on it. And it's the doors, the door is ripped apart. You push it, it's, it's burnt down. It's ripped apart, it's sitting outside of one of the houses, just sitting there on the floor. But you're able to, you're able to experience the fact that every single one of these people are, were people. They're not stomp, it's not some number. And it made it so realistic. You look at every house, and every house is a small little house, it's not big houses. It's a kibbutz, it's a little house, it happens to be a beautiful place. It's very like, it just looks like a nice place to live. It's a bundle of colony. It Looks like everybody, you know, got along. It's like a very, it just looks like a very Heimish and nice matzef. But it's just every single one of these people decorated the houses differently. And like walking out here, this person had like a pizza oven. This person had like dishes that were here. And this person had shoes and clothing. And we saw one of the we saw one of the tables. It was a newspaper from October six sitting on the table. October seventh was the day. I have October six sitting on the table. October seventh the newspaper doesn't come out. The Shabbat center, day is strong. So it was that, there was a newspaper October six sitting on the table. Like it's still sitting. Everything's still sitting, untouched. We saw we saw stuff. There's food still sitting in the fridges. There's food. There's spices. Everything's there, mamash, you don't have to touch anything. Everything's near mamash, like preserved as it is. And it's, it's, it was so, it made the whole thing so realistic. Made it that it just, it's very, very hard for us, us to fathom these these of what it means that people are taken hostage, but we're able to being able to stop and to think that these are individuals, they're Yechidu. they're people who, who live real lives, they're people who mamash, who have regular lives. And these are people that are, their lives are totally upended. It makes the whole thing mamash very, very realistic. Somebody told me, um, I think it was Yaakov act of Young. He told me that he went to the, he went to visit one of the one of the he went around to some of the soldiers. So he was in one of the hospitals. So he said he was talking to a couple, a young couple, maybe they have been married two, three years. He said, I think the girl, I remember correctly, I think I think it was the Maybe someone else that told me. I think it was the African that told me. He said I think one of the, the, the girl that he was talking to, the, the wife, he said he was nineteen or twenty years old. The husband was twenty two, twenty three. He was probably in the middle of the it, which means he wasn't even in active duty, and he got called back. And that both of us. feet feet got off. So just just to stop, to push, to be is to the tzar of what this couple's going through. Here you have a couple; they were nicely married. They got married two years ago. Everything's great, nice. Enough for film, a fright, nice. Everything's great. They got married. Now he now lost both of his legs. That doesn't make it to the news. It's not considered to be severely injured. It's not considered to be. You're not going to see that in the front paper of any newspaper, front or front. that doesn't make it to the news. It's not considered to be, you know, someone severely injured. They're not talking about a guy lost both. guy's are doing fine. Baruch Hashem, he's fine. He survived. He's Baruch Hashem, you know, so to speak, doing fine. He's not doing fine. For the rest of his life, this guy's been in a wheelchair. And he has a wife who's newly married, a new husband, married for two years, and the rest of their life has changed drastically forever. This stopped to be misbine. I think someone just told me recently, it was, it told me that, that he said, I um, think when he heard about that. Something he heard, it was someone heard that somebody when he heard that a soldier was killed. Sorry, When when heard that a soldier was killed, he started crying. he was crying, I cried for a few minutes. He stopped, he composed himself, and he got himself together. Ten minutes later, he started crying again. He composed himself again. Ten minutes later, he started crying again. I told him, I asked what's this? He's crying and then get yourself together. He said, The first time I'm crying is that a year was Nifter. There was a year that was killed, there was Nifter. Then I stopped to think about his wife and his kids. I started to cry again. I said, I got myself together. And I started thinking about his parents, and his uncles, and his aunts, and his friends. And, and when you realize that there's are real people, that when you, when you read the news, this is one of the problems with, you know, we mentioned this before, but a person who reads the news very, very often, you get numb. And every day you read, and what's the death toll up to? 64, 65, 66, 70? 60, it's numbers. It just becomes something which is a number. When a person is not, doesn't understand it, every, numbers are not numbers. So Shushen is a number. Every number is a yachid. Every number is a person. Everyone's a part of a mishpacha. And every person that was taken hostage, every person that was killed is part of something that makes it very, very real. We went after, after we went to Kfaraz, we went to Kibbutz bari. Which is like the the kibbutz where also <clears throat> totally wiped out. There's nothing there anymore. It's a pachet because you see they, they made it now into a base. That's the base where they go to Gaza from and they come back from. But right next to the base is a go kart track. It's a kibbutz. It's one of the things they had in the kibbutz. was a go kart track. So this, it's just like it's it's the the contrast to see It's soldiers, just soldiers, as tanks, as trucks, is it's you know they're all in there and that that's the base. And there's like a go kart track with like a nice big cute happy sign, you know, you know, it costs to go on the go kart track and it's like. See the contrast between this as a regular village, regular kibbutz, regular place where people live, hundreds of people live. And now it's turned into an army. There's nobody lives there anymore. Everything's burnt down, everything's decimated. And there's people that and there's now this they turn to an army base. And i she wasn't with the soldiers. I was with one soldier, I asked him, he said, Where are you from? So I told him I'm from New Jersey. He said, He's also from New Jersey. I said, are you are from New Jersey? He said, Yeah. So he lives in Westchester. He so said he spends part of the year in there, he so saw part of the year in Westchester. He told me he has a business. He told me he has a business in Westchester. I don't, I don't know what kind of business. He's fifty people working for him. He said obviously for the past seven you know, six, seven weeks he's been there too strong. he's a business a regular guy, regular normal guy like me and you. He has a business in Westchester. He's seems like a successful guy. And he's right now on the border of Gaza going in, you watch them you watch them go into Gaza. When they go into Gaza, they don't they're not going in for twenty minutes and coming back out. They go all going with these huge knapsacks. They go in mamish in trucks, they go in with these huge knapsacks and they stay in there for a week. A week, a week, a week and a half, two weeks at a time. They go they going in and they're going in and it is a pachal like, as we're waving as we're, you know waving them goodbye and we're giving them brachas. You, know, you don't know. These guys don't know. They're waving to you, you're waving to them and they're putting themselves mamish in the lines then. They're walking into a place of Gaza, you know People were saying at the beginning, you know, that the, the, the soldiers should just just go into Gaza, right? Like, wow, well, right away, October 8th, let them just go into Gaza and wipe. You know what's going on in this place? It's a place which is filled with people that are that, are, that would do anything to wipe out all of Israel, and they're hiding in every nook and every cranny and under every tunnel and every building. And even the people that are not Hamas are really, would, are, are, you know, willing and able to be able to help out Hamas, whatever it is. And here, there are soldiers that are going in my age, your age. Not, not We're not talking about people that are, people that are always our age that are going in. This guy that I was with, he went down and ended up going. He wasn't able to go. It was Bar but he went down one night to to to, uh, to a base because he has a friend. This, this is a friend of mine also who's uh, who's a part of the Chaver Kadisha over there. He Said this guy's is mamish Mamash Eismanch. Mamash he's been involved in the Chaver Kadisha for, for the for the for the army. Mamish since October seventh. He's been down there. He said the guy's is mamish Eismanch. He said he, he said he, he spoke to his wife, and his wife said he's the guy's shut down. Mamish completely shut down. What he's seen over the past few weeks, he pushed it shut down, can't, can't function anymore. And again, he's not someone who's, who. but this is, there are hundreds of thousands of people like this, all over Eretz So people that were are affected directly by people having in the army, people that were affected by those that are, you know, that are injured, people that were held hostage, and it's a at to see. And it was just, it, it made the whole thing, Mamash real, and you walk into every house, and you hear the story, that these people ran away. And you also see the Yad So it's another pillar that we're able to see, is Mamash Yad Hashem. We walked into one house, and we said, what happened over here? This house, nothing happened to. The next house is totally wiped out. So I asked the guy, I said, why is this house you know, totally wiped? And this house doesn't look like it's touched. There's no bullet holes anywhere in the house. I don't know. Some, some houses were just mamash decimated. Some of them also the Israelis shot in. You know, once Israelis knew that there were terrorists hiding in the houses, Israelis dropped bombs in the houses. So the houses that mamash burnt down, a lot of it's from Israeli bombs that were dropped in the houses. But some of the houses are mamash not touched. Yad my Shver told me, it's my, my told me a story. Where we heard the story, story from. There was somebody in, in Kfar Azza who started recently keeping Shabbos. It's not as much, there's a few Muslims maybe in the whole place. Very, very fried place. But all these places over there, come on, all of them. We saw we passed by the one, that Shabbos, the one with the gate that wasn't touching the cloud, but it's also empty. There's, there's nobody living there either. It's totally empty. They emptied all these places out. But, uh, but the, this, this Kfar Azza has come out. You know, come on, we, we went into one house. So also you also see a bunch of bullet holes around the house. And then the, the door to the the safe room of the is totally untouched. So we asked him what happened over here. He said the survivors, there was a couple that lived in the house that came back the day before. I said the guy told him, I don't think he's, he's from, he told him that he went into the room, that, so everyone, everyone did the same thing, everyone went into the room, he held the door shut, he was holding them shut, and he said he put his mouth in the mezuzah, he didn't take his mouth, he put his hand on the door, and his mouth in the mezuzah. He said they didn't, they didn't touch him. They come to the door, they didn't touch the door. So what happened. My shver told me a story. There's somebody for us who started keeping Shabbos recently, and she was keeping Shabbos, her husband wasn't was no from. Every week she was keeping Shabbos and she told she told her husband, like, it's very difficult to stay in to stay in this place. You know, in the place is totally fried, there's no shul, there's no meaning, there's nothing here. Let's go out, let's try to get out for Shabbos a little bit to go to a place. some some Avi Rab Shabbos. It's fine, so they were going out for a few weeks. This Shabbos they decided to stay there. For some reason, they decided to stay in that place. And so he said when, she was when expecting they came, story. she was expecting huh? she was expecting. Yeah. This yeah. Is yeah. The when they came in, they, the house was totally untouched. Terrace, you're having
1: no, they I, don't, I don't know it's where no, do was. know. I don't
0: know. So he, said, so he said when the terrorists came, the terrorists, the terrorists didn't touch the house. So they found it afterwards. So they found papers on one of the terrorists. Yeah, they found good. papers on one of the terrorists. They said that it's not good night to go into the house because the couple's always away for Shabbos. Uh, Which means, uh, f- means two zachen. First of all, that the people that were Mamish it was inside job. was people that were Mamish involved, involved, involved. But also that there's a Yad Hashem. Mamash, you're able to see that every bullet has its address. Every single place, every person. There's certain houses. We're walking on certain streets. Mamish untouched, same village. There's one part of for us that's wiped out. Mamish, it's destroyed. And then you walk the next street and it looks like Mamish, nothing happened in the street. Why they come here? There's no, there's no, there's no, it's It's You're able to see it's a, it's a, it's a to see. But it's just, it's Kedai. And again, I, I mentioned this, I think, uh, maybe last week or two weeks ago. But every time that you hear that somebody gets killed, every time you hear that somebody gets injured, the stop and be are being These are people. And every single one of these people have a family. And obviously, you can't walk around with the tower the whole day. It's very, very, difficult. But it has to be a balance. And obviously, we have to we have to continue with our regular lives, but at least once a day, stop and to be to stop and to think that it's still ongoing. i are not talking about something that happened seventy years ago. We're talking about something that's right now still ongoing. So a few people got let out of Eretz showers, but it, 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 the amount of people <laughs> that are still veer, the amount of people, huh? Today also? People that are veer, it's 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 a plia atsuma You have to stop. And possibly be every soldier that's injured that doesn't make it to the news. Right, the people that lost their arms yid right. loses his arm the rest of his life has changed forever he's never going to be able to be the same person he can't pick up his kid with both arms anymore he can't he can't do regular basic everyday things that we all do the person does stomp and push him is Bainan. In, in this Indian it's it's, it's uh it's I, I mentioned this again last week every time you hear just think about the name think about the age think about it was he married or single and you can read all this every time every time someone's killed they only really say where was he from now think about the fact that this this Person, this kid that was killed, this Neshama that was killed, he probably has friends. And probably he has 20, 30 friends, right? Imagine every one of us. I don't know, we have 20, 30 close friends. Imagine what his close friends are going through. Imagine what his parents are going through. Imagine what his aunts and uncles are going through. And his cousins. And it, how many people get affected every single time a person's injured and not killed? It's, it's tens and tens of people, hundreds of people. The the It's You know, we become so much that like, you know, we can't take it and it's very difficult. And it is. It's very difficult to sit and... and after walking out of this place, I was—I was a different person. was was there for a few hours to sit there and to, mamash to to understand. So even just the fact that there was a tzavadon, you know a dong, we had to get down on the floor. These people, when you go through the village of Far Aza, every every fifty feet there's is a there's is a, is a I forgot what they call them in so shelter, huh? shelter. They call them outdoor Shouter. ones. There's a called? name for them. They call them out, the outdoor ones that are that are that are, are like that. They're mamash ones at houses they have to have them because you can't. You don't have enough time to get to a safe room. These are people that are living mamish on the border of Gaza, mamish on the border of Gaza. Why they left? I don't know. Who cares? The people that are living mamish right there. And imagine what these kids went through their whole life. Forget about right now. That's what these kids went through every day of their life. That there was just rockets falling all the time. People in Al Fakim. People in all these places. My father just told me. My father's very right close with the one of our killed him in Al Fakim for years. I don't know. How, I don't even know how my father. My father had a then, but his name was over Reherschwitz. He's been coming to Man since I've been a little kid. He's a like part of my family. My father is like the American friends of his, you know, his, uh, his Kyla and Ophakim. And now my father, he's been coming to me. My father told me right now they're raising money in Fakim Pasha, to get steel doors for every single house. People said we're not willing to live in a house without a steel door anymore. That a way that we can mamish lock the door that we know no one's going to come in. It's right regular front place. It's not a, it's not a frying place. People was scared to live there. It's much like what these people went through. And it's, uh, it's kedai. It's kedai. Pasha the stop and to be throughout the day. This is we're to be and Tsar for everybody else. The have to recognize that we're part of it. It's not just us. We're not individuals. Pasha and It's all of Yisrael the stop and You know, it's it's Tehillim became the new alain. It's so. like it's you know it's it's, it's, It's okay. it's, 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 You I said a different it's, of it's, like two three weeks ago Friday night. the It's not the one we used to. Right? you know? Maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is that it's not the one that we used to. You have to actually look in the Siddur to so able to say all the words that are avir so you don't say it by rote. If you say every single week so and every single day three times a day so comes something but if you have to say a different one maybe you have to stop and you have to be a little bit on what the words you're saying. You have to stop and to think a little bit. You can't do this by davening. You can't switch the words of davening every day. But if you say different so you say something a little bit different try to stop and to try misbain. And what's going on what's going on in clay so it's 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 a it's a pocket to and again it's, it's it's with soldiers and the people in the hospitals the people that were never you know never yaakov young was told me today that he went to he went to be by somebody so i gave an address of a soldier that was killed this week I went to menachemovil a fry lady like you know a fry soldier he said he walked into the house and he told them he went with uh, him there so were a few of them uh So the three of them they went they went together they went to be menachemovil she said they walked into this lady's house. So probably 50, 60 people sitting there. It's a svari, you know, svari fries. And they have tons of food and tons of tons of people there by these shivers. So she, they walked in. They don't know who she was. Nobody, nobody invited them. They walked in. They walked over and said, so "We came from America." But she came to Moshavim in the tar. The lady Pasha burst out crying. She sat with him for twenty-five minutes, just talking about her kids. She just wanted to share. She was so nostalgic. The fact that there's people in America that came and they here and the Pasha here, Pasha to, to you know, because I want to be Moshavim in the Talmud. The plane on the way back. I was next to Yid. It was, it was from a very, very small Yamaka. One of these, like, very, you know, mouse. It's, it's, uh, it's hard to see. If he, yes, we're in Yamako. Not, not wearing Yamako. Yamaka. was from, I, I think it was a from guy. I'm saying, Air Corsia Meal. I think it was from. but So he asked me, he said, What were you doing in Artesurum? He's on his way to Vegas now for a Amazon conference, and he's going to Hawaii for vacation. So he's, he's yeah. Why he's asking me which of is the best to go to. So I told him, I said, I don't know. Was, uh, I side, I don't know. Well, <laughs> he asked me before uh, I got, of, yeah, I he before the I got country off country the plane. <laughs> he's like, you know where there's good shopping centers in Manhattan? Where's a good place? Where's a good mall? I said, I don't know. I, said, I asked the ladies to the next day. I said, I don't know. I said, I'm not a big shopper. But I said, the ladies to the next day probably knows more. But uh, he asked me, he said, well, you know, why to come to ourselves? I said, I came for no, I I also went. I said, I went down south. He said, you went down south? So he said, why? I said, I went to the soldiers, give them brachas, I want to tell them I'm here, They me make barbecues, you know, I'm doing a whole thing. I said, I went to the... so he was so, like, he was so in a he came from America, and also he looks at me, I'm a Haredi guy, I'm a Haredi, like, he came from America, he went down south, he was so in the spot. Such a spot, it's such an act that's taking place, and such a, the ability to, every time, you know, there's a few times I chance, you know, I walked, I was there, I walked around the night, you know, to the tish, and back, I should stop and just look at the signs, look at the names, look at the numbers and the ages. Stop for one second when you're walking down, when you're walking down Whitesville. Stop and look at the people. They're real people. They're not, this is not a number. It's not something, you know, something that's, we can't it. The real people, his wives and kids. And again, I said that the one that, there's one kid, that I should, every time I see it, you know, gets it, the kid that looks like, most like my daughter. And, but it's, it's, everybody has somebody that, you know, that, that, that's the age or the, or the stage of the, you know, their friends and family and siblings and grandparents should this step into Mishnah and SARS? So, again, I don't want to share this in Chavez because it's not a it's not Chavez big, but uh, it's Qadai. It's Kedai for us to just talk about the a Berkeley's and asked me. He said, the people in America forget about what's going on. I said, so I said, listen, it's very straight to live with this every day. It's very difficult. He said, listen, yeah, I'll tell you the truth, people in Islam also forgot about it. You know. He said, especially the Haraibans, then need the news, so they for sure don't, you know, they're not uh they're not, they're not on the internet constantly. But he said, Yeah, he said, Even people are so well, people, you know, get used to it and forget a little bit. And comes, you know. We have to remember that it's still it's still We have to stop and think think about what's going on. Amen. Amen.